Hello and welcome to ESP Tipcast 119. Are you overweight or over fat? Hey folks, we are back with Tipcast 119 and uh, I want to take a time to to really just kind of put out uh, a short Tipcast and talk about something that I had mentioned on Tipcast 118 regarding early season performance, but it's this idea of weight. And I know, uh, you know, from my own experience that, you know, weight issues are always, you know, kind of prevalent in sport. And, and uh, you know, one of my frustrations, and I'm sure that a lot of people are, are probably frustrated with the same thing, is that we all train hard and we we, we try to do a pretty good job at maintaining our weight and I think the the general public sees our 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 at least our preoccupied occupation with weight um you know maybe for some people the the obsession with weight as uh you know something that is like disdainful and again this is really frustrating because when I mention to anybody that yeah you know I'm I'm a little overweight or you know I'm 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 heavy right now you you can see that you know they look at you and say like what you know what the hell are you talking about you know you can you you, you can eat whatever you want you can uh you know you can kind of do what you want and you're too skinny already but if you're familiar with endurance performance particularly in the sport of triathlon or running or cycling, uh, it's hard to get past this this weight issue. And from a professional cycling standpoint, we know if you're a cycling fan, professional cyclists are are overly obsessive about weight. Uh, and I've worked with a lot of young cyclists that are overly obsessed about weight to the point where uh, if they don't have an eating disorder, they have disordered eating patterns. And I know last year, Ben King kind of Kind of, kind of came out and and talked about his experience with uh, disordered eating. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm talking about you know legitimately. In order to perform well, you need to have an optimal weight. Uh, and in his book, uh, Racing Weight, Matt Fitzgerald does actually offer some really good tips there about you know what you need to look for in your optimal weight. And he talks about maintaining your weight throughout the year within about 8%. I often make this more simple and I say 10%. But again, the idea is that if your weight is fluctuating a huge amount, particularly if you're outside that 10% range, and if you're me, you know, your racing weight's about 140 pounds, that's 14 pounds. I can't even imagine being 154 pounds. I'm not sure what that would look like. Uh, but I know how difficult it would be for me to get down to 140. So we want to really maintain that body weight uh, close to your racing weight, but not at your racing weight. You simply can't stay there year-round. Uh, and it's really important that that we distinguish where your optimal racing weight is. Now, for some of you, that may be difficult, especially if you don't have access to good body fat measures. Uh, if you can find somebody who's skilled with skinfold calipers, I strongly recommend that. Skinfold calipers still a great way to measure body composition. I'll argue that with anybody out there, uh, especially if you're looking for kind of consistent measures. And I know that I can take skin folds very reliably uh, and show your progress. But if you don't have access to that, look back at 
your historically best race results, okay, chances are the weight that you are at during your best race results are probably your optimal racing weight or at least pretty close to it. Now, I know for me when I was a cyclist, I was racing at 134. I'm not getting down to 134, and I've gained a lot of weight over the years, but really as muscle mass, as I moved into triathlon and I did more weightlifting, uh, you know, my weights come up probably a good three or four kilos. So I know that for me, if I want to race at my very, very best, I need to be minimum low 140s. If I can kind of get to those high 130s, I know that's great, but it's very hard for me to get to that number. Okay, but I can maintain my weight usually around 143. Now, what I found this season uh, coming in is that I'm just heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm at about 145. Am I fat? Certainly not. I'm not going to claim that I'm fat. But it's, it's frustrating that I personally can't talk about these issues with most of the people that I know because they don't understand and they think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious or maybe I'm being arrogant or whatever it else it is. And so if you're in that situation, you, you know, you need to really monitor your weight, at least on a weekly basis and, and determine, are you truly over fat? Meaning you are carrying too much body fat. A lot of times we just look in the mirror and we can tell, uh, but you need to figure out if you're over fat, if that's your weight issue. Okay. Cause that, even though it's not an easy fix, it's a pretty simple fix. Okay. If you're overweight though, uh, you know, look at why you're overweight. I know for me, uh, I was coming off a shoulder injury and I was getting back into swimming and I was doing a lot of rehab, a lot of resistance training. I think that's part of, if not all of the weight gain that I saw. Is it muscle mass? Uh, yeah, for, 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 for sure. I think there's some muscle mass there. Um, but also I take creatine usually year round. I don't notice a huge difference in my weight, but what I've done is I've tried to taper that back uh, and see what happens to my weight. But last but not least, I know historically for me, and this kind of goes back to TipCast 118, you got to go back to the historical record. And I know that it, while it's frustrating for me, I often find that my weight miraculously comes off right when it needs to be. So I try not to make too drastic of a change in dieting. Um, and I know that there are some very quick fixes for me. Uh, one, mo most importantly, and sadly, is alcohol. You've got to cut back on your drinking. A typical beer is going to be about 200 kcals. I often tell my students, if you have a client who is trying to lose weight, look at their their the calories that they drink. If they're drinking a lot of soda or they drink a lot of beer or other alcohol, you could easily cut 2,000 calories right from their diet per week. All right. And so that makes weight loss a lot easier. But you really want to look at that and, and look at some quick fixes. And again, that takes solace in the fact that your past performances will dictate kind of where you're going to be coming into the spring. I know that, you know, going into mid-April, I should start to see kind of that drop in weight. But I also know that I can't get too low too soon because my big goal is is the national championships in June. And I really can't hit that target weight at the beginning of May because there's no way I'll be able to maintain it. Um, but if you've only got a couple of pounds left, it's pretty easy to just kind of tighten the belt uh, and lose those extra few pounds.
Hey folks, that is it for TipCast 119. Please feel free to email me at esppodcast at gmail.com. That's esppodcast at gmail.com. Tell me your stories about weight loss, weight gain. Uh, If you have questions about it, feel free to contact me. You can also head on over to to the website, www.espanswers.com. Donate $100, $1,000, or maybe just $5. Uh, But donations really matter in the development of this podcast, and we would love it if you would help us out. You can also find us on social media, at ESP Podcast on Facebook. I know Facebook's just been gobbling up all our data and selling it to the highest bidder, but uh, you can head on over there, like my page, or you can just follow us on Twitter, ESP Podcast. Until next time, folks, remember, if you're not thinking ahead, you are falling behind. Later.